0: I want to thank ReviewBiz for sponsoring today's episode. By the way, did you know that reviews are today's digital word of mouth? It's also one of the most valuable business and marketing assets you have. If you're not maximizing your review strategy, then ReviewBiz platform can help you. Let ReviewBiz inspire your members to give you your first five reviews for only $1. To get started, just go to ReviewBiz.io forward slash try.
1: No fast food, no soda. I think I was already working out then, but if I wasn't, go work out and start martial arts now. When I was 18, left high school, those are all the things that I did. No more fast food, no more soda, so I haven't had fast food or soda in 18 years. Doing martial arts changed everything that I did in the gym, but those things have obviously benefited my life tremendously. If I could have done all of those things sooner, that would have been the way to go.
0: Hey, welcome to another great episode of the Gym Owners Growth Stone Podcast, the show designed to help gym owners improve and grow their business. I'm your host, Andres Escobar, and I'm so grateful to have you join us today. Today we have Ryan Conforti. He started training in martial arts in 2005 while studying exercise and science at FAU and went on to become a personal trainer in 2012 before opening his own martial arts studio in 2020. He is an avid, jiu practitioner and competitor if this is your first time listening to our show please consider subscribing to the podcast and share this episode with someone whom you think will enjoy it as you dive into this episode listen to how ryan has a strict code of discipline and how it helped him grow his martial arts gym everybody, welcome back to Gym Owners Growth Zone Podcast. I'm your host Andres and today I have Ryan Conforti. Thank you so much for jumping in and coming here to the, our studio and I really appreciate you doing this for us and sharing your journey with everyone out there, man. I uh, really appreciate it. this. It means taking time away to, you know, reach out and just share what's really happening in or what happened in your life through this journey of gym ownership. So so Ryan, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you came to be here, if you could tell us over there. Yeah, sure.
1: When I went to college at FAU, mm-hmm. there was an opportunity for free martial arts training at the college. And I'd always wanted to do it when I was younger, but never had the access to it. So I started with a Taekwondo club. Right after the Taekwondo club, there was a karate club and I just started doing both. And then from there, I got exposed to all the other martial arts that exist in the world. Wow. Wow. And I was just training every night after college. I started training in the morning before I would leave for school and just went on for a very long time. So I've always had like a mixed collection of martial arts that I've practiced, but obviously progressed up through Taekwondo and and through Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Judo, did a lot. But now, uh, the last few years, my main focus has been Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, I got into MMA little over 10 years ago so there's obviously a lot of jiu-jitsu in that and uh brought over the striking experience into it but main focus has been jiu-jitsu for sure
0: that's awesome now when you it's funny what you said there is like there's so many different martial arts and like i don't think i know like even half of them right and so there's so many and i, I think is there is is this something like that's constantly being Reinvented, like oh, let's combine this style with this style. You know, Drunken Master is that is that a uh, martial arts right? It's, it's uh, considered martial arts, right? Drunken Master, style, style. Of, of Kung Fu. Yeah. So um, what's the difference between the style and and the and the type? I guess you know, is there a difference at all? It could just be they're
1: all going to be a little bit different. So different styles of like Kung Fu and things like that. It's just like a little bit of a different focus, but still part of the same overall martial art. There is quite a bit of I guess mixing, but everything's kind of trending towards like when you start really mixing it, you're really talking about competitive martial arts, which would be like MMA and cage fighting mm-hmm. and things like that. And uh, you would think that it becomes more about branching out, but it actually pulls everything a, li- a little bit tighter uh, and you find a little bit more consistency when you do that. As far as like the, tr- the traditional martial arts, I think all the, the spreading out and mixing has kind of already been done. A lot of different styles kind of get Noted with something specific like Taekwondo, which is my background, everybody always thinks that it's like all kicks because it is, especially uh, when you start talking about the sport. The sport is all about kicks. That's what scores and that's what you focus on. But if you look at the moves that are in the traditional system, like right away at the beginner level, there's elbows and knees Mm. and all these other things that no one ever really associates Mm. with Taekwondo. Yeah, right. But they're there. So it's not as different from like Muay Thai and, and some of the other striking arts, as you would think.
0: Yeah. I know you got asked like, if I've ever been in martial arts. And so, you know, I started in, in uh, Taekwondo, mm-hmm. right? Really young, right? I think everybody starts in Taekwondo. And then I later on, I moved into Tang Sodo. And then now, like the real popular thing, like you said, Jiu-Jitsu, right? And obviously, mm-hmm. if it's popular, you want to provide it for your members. You want to give yeah. that uh, ability. So why do you think... Jiu Jitsu is so popular right now. Like, what makes it like the characteristics about it that's like, you know what? Yeah, this is it. A couple of things. I would say early on, it was
1: considered like a relatively new martial art. Because what it was was judo practitioners, where judo, you're mostly focusing on the feet and focusing on throws. Mm -hmm. And there was a, a little bit of techniques on the ground that they brought over from traditional jiu-jitsu. So if you look back at traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu, they eventually broke off into a sport that only focused on the throwing techniques, and that's Mm -hmm. where you get judo from. And then from there, people started to focus only on the ground techniques, and that's how you developed Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So in the timeline, the sort of like hyper-focus on ground techniques was considered new, so to speak. And then, so that was like the first sort of reason why people paid attention and got popular with it. And then obviously that had grown into the UFC where jujitsu athletes got to show on like a global scale, their skills that maybe other people hadn't been exposed to. So then everybody was like, what is this? I've never seen it before. And Now I need to learn it. And uh, I'd probably say that that's probably the biggest revolution. And then as a practitioner... You know, it's considered the, the gentle way, so to speak. Hmm. And it's because unlike if you were doing boxing or kickboxing, where you're getting hit and punched and stuff like that, you could wrestle at a slower pace than like traditional American wrestling, where you theoretically should and could do jujitsu just about every day. You could do it. You could almost spar for the most part, like a hundred percent where like if kickboxing, if you sparred a hundred percent, what's going to happen? Somebody's nose is going to get broke. Somebody's yeah. going to get knocked out. Things yeah. like that. Jiu Jitsu, because there's no strikes, you know, worst thing that happens is somebody puts you in a choke, you tap out and then you just go again. you okay. just go again. You just yeah. go again. So I think as a practitioner, that's probably one of the other reasons why it's become so popular. Yeah. It's relatively easy to do
0: consistently. Has anyone, have you seen anybody like not tap out at the right time and then cause damage themselves? Not
1: in practice. But in competition, yes.
0: Like when we're sure. talking like UFC and that yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: There's, there's obviously people that have either gone unconscious or, right. you know, had their elbow hyperextended in, oh. in a professional fight.
0: Yeah. 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 I remember wrestling, actually it wrestled in high school and it gave the, the elbow hyperextended oh, okay. for sure. Like that's like, oh man. Love that, dude. So dude, so there are guidelines in jujitsu, like tapping out to make sure that you don't go unconscious, right? right yeah. And so in life, and we like to talk about roller coasters, mm-hmm. there's tracks and there's handrails that we hold on to to make sure that we don't fly off, go unconscious. <laughs> yeah. So in your life, what has been a track or a handrail that's helped you stay focused and headed towards your goals? I mean, martial arts has
1: always been a central focus of my own personal development and things like that. Outside of that, I've always been super straight edge. I just have never once experienced alcohol or drugs or anything like that. Gotcha. And I've just managed to just avoid it. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's. I've never tried it. I've never, it's not like I, I did it and then decided to stop doing it. Yeah. It's just, and it's been something that's kind of just been like a code that's kept me grounded and disciplined nice. and focused. And I so like it. It's been like a backbone of discipline through fitness and martial arts. It's like, there's always this other thing that keeps my discipline to a certain degree. So when I have to be disciplined in fitness or other aspects of life, whether it's work, relationships, whatever it is, it's like, I know I I already have the capacity for the discipline. That's been
0: always been a big thing. So I know, and and the word drugs can be... Brought out to like bigger scope, right? Mm-hmm. And so some people believe coffee is a drug, right? Right. Right. Caffeine, whatnot, right? And so, so no alcohol? No alcohol. No alcohol. Okay. Cigarettes or cigars? No, no cigarettes, or cigars. Wow, dude, we're getting deep over here. Oh, this yeah. is this is uh, coffee. No. Shut up, bro. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> I wild. That. I used to there was like no energy drinks, nothing. Wow. Okay. Work got pretty intense, and the only thing that I'll take yeah is I drink a lot of yerba mate. We've talked about this. Yeah,
0: dude. <laughs> dude I meant to have some of that for you, oh, but right. I, I and I'm like, oh god, things got yeah. crazy. I'm like, oh Lord. So that is the only uh, yeah, yeah. sort of like caffeine. Because I want to try know. it. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. And I, I and I do a little a little bit of the yerba mate. But from the Argentinians actually from the, the from hot the, gourd, the hot yeah, the whatever you what do you call it? The gourd? I think it's just gourd. The gourd. I don't know.
1: Uh-huh. That's awesome. <laughs> but that's the only thing that I take that that's caffeinated only because it's not very stimulating gotcha. but it it wakes you up but like there's no jitters there's no headache there's there's no negative side effects i drink a lot of it so i could be wrong but there's no negative side effects but i don't yeah i love I have it pain pills stuff like that like i don't take tylenol don't take wow. medicine
0: never get sick and i've just been fine that's a great cold dude like i you know it's very rare you find somebody that has a code and they stick with it like strict. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're gonna let a little of this and that, right? Talking about you know, you know, meal plans and whatnot. I'm like, all right, there's a cheat day. You're like, there's no cheat day, bro. It's, <laughs> it's it's no days off, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, not for me. I mean, I have to have a day off or something, you know. But for real, um, I love it, dude. That's good. That's that that speaks volumes into the persona of being able to stick to a code, know a code that you can actually stick to and without fail is something you can rely on. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that, you know, for 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 just life and in general and reaching your goals. I think I think you hit it right on the mark. That's know, awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. All right. The next one is like obstacles, right? And so I don't care what kind of code you got, you're still gonna get obstacles. You're still gonna have things in life where come against you. And you have to overcome it somehow. You know, I love that song. Ain't no mountain high enough or, mm. or no valley low enough. I'm just going to get through it. I'm going to get to you. I'm going to get to you, right? So, so how do you overcome obstacles, Ryan?
1: I think I'm just a little bit stubborn where if I have a goal, yeah, I'm going to find my way to do it gotcha. no matter what comes up. And so if you have that mindset from the beginning... When an obstacle does come up, it doesn't feel as daunting because you know one way or the other you're you're gonna get past it. Somehow you're gonna be taken care of. You're gonna be fine. And Do you believe in a higher power? To a certain degree, yeah. Certain I try degree. not to get
0: specific. This is like a whole other oh, conversation. I I love getting into that conversation. I don't mind. Like, yeah. listen, if I get offended because you believe in a different higher power than me, then there's a problem with right. what I believe. Right. That's how I. That's how I see it. Like, I can't get offended. I can't. And it's not my job mm. to convince you that my way is the right way. Correct. Yeah. There's no, like, it's not my job. I will tell you and show you what it is. And if you like it and it attracts you, like, awesome, let me show you. But if it's not, if you're not leading that direction, like, go for it. Yeah. D- walk your path. And will it end in mine? I don't know. Will I end yours? I don't think so. But, you know, it's yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? it a fairly recent conversation I've had yeah.
0: in my life with somebody I was
1: trying to Explains like you know your thing is your thing, my thing is my thing. Yeah, yeah. some people like to talk about it or put words to it. And yeah, trying to explain it's like it's not that I don't agree or or whatever. It's like I just I have I have my own words and I try not to talk about it because I don't want what I've got to be like influenced or corrupted by something outside of it. So I just
0: keep everything. Is it in, your own personal? thought mindset or is it something that bigger I wouldn't
1: even say that oh okay it's it's just I I, to a certain degree I feel like if you start trying to put you know words to something that's supposed to be you know outside of even human existence Mm. then you start to take away from what it actually is Mm. and because you start trying to frame it into human existence yeah and so it's like I just it's it's something that
0: like I've Always felt comfortable with. I'm not. I'm what did not you grow up either. as? Do you mind if I guess? Go for it. Uh, Jewish. No, no. Okay. <laughs> because the reason I say that because the Jewish they refer to God as as, as Yahweh. I am. Mm, yeah. It's not. They don't say God. It's like it's it's like there's no there's no word for it. So it's like right. so I was like that's why I thought that. So okay. all right, all right. No, cool.
1: I mean, I've, I've there's always been. It's always nice when you find the consistencies across all sorts of different belief systems. Sure. Technically, I guess I grew up find my way to do it. No matter what comes up. And so if you have that mindset from the beginning, when an Mm -hmm. obstacle does come up, it doesn't feel as daunting because you know one way or the other, you're going to get past it. Somehow you're going to be taken care of. You're going to be fine.
0: Do you
1: believe in a higher power? To a certain degree, yeah. I try not to get specific. This is like a whole other
0: conversation. I I love getting into that conversation. I don't mind. Like, listen, if I get offended because you believe in a different higher power than me, then there's a problem with what I believe. Right. That's how I. That's how I see it. Like, I can't get offended. I can't. And it's not my job Mm. to convince you that my way is the right way. Correct. Yeah. There's no like, it's not my job. I will tell you and show you what it is, and if you like it. And it attracts you, like awesome. Let me show you. But if it's not, if you're not leaning that direction, like go for it. Yeah. Walk your path, and will it end in mine? I don't know. Will I end in yours? I don't think so. But you know, yeah. <laughs> that's you know, it
1: was a fairly recent conversation I'd had, yeah, in my life with somebody. I was trying to explain. It's like you know, your thing is your thing. My thing is my thing. Yeah. yeah. Some people like to talk about it or put words to it. And yeah. I'm trying to explain, it's like it's not that I don't agree or, or whatever. It's so like, I just, I have I have my own words and I try not to talk about it because I don't want what I've got to be, like, influenced or corrupted by something outside of it. So, I just keep everything...
0: Is it in. your own personal thought mindset or is it something that bigger... I than... wouldn't
1: even say that. Oh, okay. It's,
0: it's just, I, I
1: to a certain degree, I feel like if you start trying to put, you know, words to something that's supposed to be you know, outside of even human existence, mm. then you start to take away from what it actually is. Mm. And cause you start trying to frame it into human existence. Yeah. And so it's like, I just, it's, it's something that like I've
0: always felt comfortable with. I'm not. I'm what not did you grow up as? Do you mind if I guess? Go for it. Uh, Jewish. No, no. Okay. <laughs> because the reason I say that because the Jewish, they refer to God as, as, as Yahweh. I mm. am. It's not. They don't say God. It's like it's it's like there's no there's no word for it. So it's like so I'm like that's why I thought that. So all right, all right.
1: Now I mean, there's always been. It's always nice when you find the consistencies across all sorts of different belief systems. Sure. Technically, I guess I grew up Catholic Mm -hmm. for a while, but um, when I was very young, and that's probably just an Italian thing. Right. (laughs) Right. For sure. For sure. No doubt. But again, it's like I, I just try to limit the amount of. outside influence now if it was something i was struggling with then i would i'd want to go outside and, and look for for guidance and try to put words something that i don't mm. have words for but i've always felt well to say like i've always felt safe mm. i've always felt like I'm taken care of mm. and so i just don't i don't even open the door for any kind of corruption sounds like a hard word mm-hmm. but it's like i just well, I've got what I've got and I'm just keeping it. Interesting. It's a similar thought process to the whole straight edge thing. It's like, I'm just, I've got it. I'm keeping it. And I'm just not deviating from, from what I've got. Cause
0: I'm, I'm good. You just talked about struggles. So back to the obstacle thing. Yeah. So, so tell me about how you get through a struggle that does come across and it's bigger than you. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, how can I get through this?
1: Yeah. What, so what do it, you do? it could be again, it's like, it's a version of faith. Like I know I'm going to get through it. I know I'm going to be taken care of and it's going to be okay. Mm. And it really is from that hard discipline of I'm going to see this through one way or the other. And there's been a lot of it, like even with martial arts, right? Taekwondo never really had an issue going straight through from beginner to now I'm going to be promoted to fourth degree black belt soon without any real interruption at all. But jujitsu, tons of interruptions, tons of them. Started with one school, moved to a new town, had to change schools. That school closes, kind of floating around. There's a lot of convenient excuses to sort of stop doing jujitsu or move to something else or whatever. But it was something that I was passionate about and wanted to see through and focus on as as a martial artist. I wanted to develop those skills. And it was just one way or the other, I was going to get through it. Opening my school... One of the stories I, I sometimes forget about now because it's so early on from when we opened, but I originally had a, a business partner that was helping me out, and that was going to invest so that we could actually open. And like the the day we got our mats, which was when we could actually start opening up, mm-hmm. they're like, "Never mind, I'm going to bail on the partnership." Took all the money out of the account. So I opened my school with sixty dollars to my name, Gosh. and I was like. I have all these mats. I don't have any members yet. Like, what are we going to do? And I was just, and you know, we just pushed through and just did the whole thing ourselves, myself. And that's it.
0: What do you do? Like, how did you figure out how to get members in? Like, what, what did you accomplish? Like, what did you I mean, have- I had
1: a few people that I was already training with, Okay, which was good, but it was, it's, everything's about consistency. Yeah. Like we train at 6am Monday through Friday. Right. That never changes. We're nice. Just, we just do that no matter what. I love it. And uh, the consistency is everything. I mean, we do, so now we do like 38 classes a week, something crazy like that. But it's like, we, like you'll never hear about like, oh, class is canceled today or this person's late. Or, like I'm there. You
0: train every day? Every day. Sundays even? Yes. Nice. If I, I should show you my schedule from yesterday, I, I, dude, I was, I'm down, bro. I, like you're local. <laughs> like 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 let's let's break bread. Like let's go. Yeah, my like, schedule. I'm from- down to spar too. I mean, I'm gonna get whoop, but that's okay. I, it's all part of my, it. My schedule yesterday, I was I was
1: like legitimately booked all 24 hours with clients. Oh yeah. Oh sweet. Yeah, I was oh, just right. training class after class after
0: class. Class, not just one on one. No, I do no. classes. Nah, that's awesome. Do you have trainers with you? I have a couple senior students.
1: Yeah. I've um, started to hand off a couple okay. of classes too. Yeah. But I still teach
0: just about all Is there certification inside of of your world? I don't know your, your martial arts world that much. I know the gyms, you know, they have NASA, you have ISA, yeah. all this stuff.
1: There is, depending on the school and the system, like Taekwondo, you get a certification at every rank, even the like the beginning ones. Right. And like, you know, they matter, but the, they're kind of just like through your local school. When you get to black belt, like my, my black belt certifications are certified with the Kukiwon in Korea. Yeah. So they're, that's so like, that's interesting. Like, I don't want to say it's like more legit, but it's more legit. Yeah. And then even in jiu-jitsu, again, it's like, you could have certifications for your, your home school, or if you're part of a bigger organization. Yeah. They might have their own certifications, but it doesn't really count until black yeah. belt. And right. And every system's different, so it's like,
0: so this. I mean, it, the the whole apprenticeship student mindset makes sense. Like so you got to like go through the ranks. Yes. And then once you reach there, then you have the option. Hey, do you want to be a teacher? Right. Not necessarily. Do you have to be a teacher? You like, you want to? Yeah. I think I, I like that idea. That's interesting because. Imagine, you know, if gym members, you know, it's like, I've now mastered the squat rack. I am the squat rack master, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. right. The curl, the calf raise, you know, it's like, oh, you master those, those things, but it's more about mastering knowing the anatomy and the way muscles function and diet and form and stuff. So it's, it, you know, I guess you, it does take a student, but they have to be like deep into it. And then like, as a member, like, ah, go once a month, <laughs> yeah. like you're not going to become a, a trainer for sure, but that's interesting. But with you guys, they can go once a week. Was that usually the, what's the minimum or,
1: or they go as many? They can go as many times as they want. Yeah. I mean, we have a couple students that train every day. We have a couple students that train twice a day.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I think there's a lot of cross that can be learned from those different disciplines or different practices for sure.
1: I think so. I mean yeah. I you yeah. know have I mean, you
0: used to run the gym, Ultima yeah. Fitness. Right, yeah. So I, so you understand that. I, right, I had a personal
1: training business for over 10 years now, yeah. and in that was kind of branching out a lot of different disciplines. I competed in a lot of obstacle races, I've done physique shows, I've done heavy powerlifting, obviously with martial arts. I've gone through fight camps, cutting weight, all of those right. those sort of aspects of it. But yeah, for a short time A couple years ago, I got brought on to like take over a gym downtown here for a little bit and run that gym.
0: Goal is a beautiful word to hear when you're scoring on the soccer field. This last World Cup was won by Argentina because of one important player. Yeah, you got it. It was the goalie. He secured the win for the team And in the same way, ReviewBiz platforms will catch negative reviews before they go online. In addition, it helps you score and promote fresh new reviews so you can crush the competition. So don't let those big box gyms take your clients. ReviewBiz will help you build your online presence and turn your own members into your best sales reps. Get your first five reviews for only $1. All you got to do is Go to reviewbiz.io forward slash fry to get started. What would you say would be something that you've taken from the gym experience and brought it over to your martial arts? I think it's
1: just the things that are similar are having the relationships with your members. You know, mm, uh, it's, it's kind of easy to. I guess like at a fitness gym to just have like faceless people come in and work out, but that wasn't the nature of, of how I ran things probably because of martial arts. Like, you know, I know everybody. Mm -hmm. So even when I was running fitness gym, same thing. Like I knew everybody, I was there all day, every day and being able to develop those kind of relationships, I think is, is very
0: important. Yeah. Knowing your members and connecting. It's a big thing. It's not just coming in and just do your thing. I I love it. All right. So in the fitness industry, in the martial arts industry, you're open to talk about either because you, you experienced both of those. Mm-hmm. And so what is the biggest issue that you see right now that I had you this magic wand mm-hmm. and you go ahead and you change it? Like this needs to be like, it's not going to change until I do this magic wand and boom, done. Ooh.
1: With fitness, I feel like we're slowly kind of getting to where we should be with fitness Mm -hmm. because it used to be big box bodybuilding type of gyms and that was that's what was popular and then we kind of started doing this crossfit thing Mm -hmm. which i think was a terrible idea (laughs) it's brought a lot of good yeah but uh it was like an overstep in the wrong direction but now i feel like because of the influence of CrossFit, what has happened is these big box gyms that were all just machines right. have started to incorporate more of the barbell, free weights, mm-hmm. the kettlebells, the open space <laughs> to actually move and not just sit down. Right, which has been huge. So we're still like ten like years. Moving so important. Yeah, dude. we're like ten years behind what was actually revolutionary. Yeah, as far as like what's accessible to the the general public, but. Interestingly enough, I think not just for CrossFit, but I think the popularity of MMA and combat sports, you obviously got to see the difference in how those athletes train. Because yeah. we could watch football and field sports uh, athletes train and you might see them do stuff like the NFL combine, which is, you know, some lifts and things like that. And then when you go watch them do their training for their sport, like their agility and their, and their running and stuff. All of a sudden, you don't relate to it, so you don't see the value in it because you're not doing a field sport. Mm-hmm. But when you have a combat athlete, you know, like you you might see them see like lift some weights, but it's not powerlifting. They're not sitting on a machine. And then when you watch the rest of what they're doing, all of a sudden they're you know slamming medicine balls, or are doing compound movements, they're running, they're pushing a sled. It doesn't look like you know they're running on a field doing you know silly. Agility ladders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden now you you see something that's maybe unfamiliar, but you can relate to it because it's actual biomechanics and movement. Yeah,
0: what do you and- think about animal movement exercises? Because I, I love that stuff too, like Animal Flow.
1: Love it. <laughs> so Animal Flow is good. There's a couple of different systems out there. Brutokon's another one. Mm-hmm. Phase Six is very good. Mm. They're a really good sort of like ground-based mobility system and they're finally coming to the U S they're Australian based, but Mm. they're finally coming to the U S. So there's a lot of value in that sometimes what can happen and not to like specifically that animal flow does this, but sometimes what happens is it becomes so defined that it becomes less about the movement. And then it just becomes about like moving for the sake of moving where it's dance and like, there's nothing wrong with dance. Dance is very physical, but then you start to deviate. It's like, are we still doing fitness or are we dancing? Because there's a
0: difference. And people would do that. What? Okay. So, I mean, Zumba I'm not, uh, that brings me <laughs> to Zumba right there, example. right? Yeah. you know, and it's, to, yeah. Zumba's a different, like, is that a martial arts? No, I don't think <laughs> yeah. so. But capoeira. Capoeira right. is, is a dance, but also a fighting technique as well. So, that's where it gets. That's where my mind goes. Is there right. anything else that, that comes to mind when you think about dancing, when you're talking about that?
1: I've seen some people do. Are you familiar with like steel mace movements, things like that?
0: Oh, with like the. Yeah, the long, the long, long yeah, clubs. Yeah. clubs. Yeah. So,
1: like, those are great for some resisted movement practice. Mm-hmm. And, and they have a lot of things. You uh, see,
0: right now, I've seen people with like these massive swords that you yeah. see like in Final Fantasy. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. They're and they're fun. like
1: doing these movements. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, that's gotta be like wow i saw somebody doing that with like a a barbell with like 10 pounds on the end yeah but but (laughs) anyway like with with the steel mace um it's good it's not as versatile as as people will sometimes make it out to be i use them a lot i feel like they're actually pretty limited but then the way you create versatility is you start to again apply more movement and then eventually it just turns into dance Mm. it's like well just because we're moving doesn't mean that we're actually progressing any kind of fitness. And so Mm -hmm. the latest thing that I've seen, are you familiar with David Weck? I have to see him. He's great. He's a genius Uh and I love him. And he's started to sort of like cross paths a little bit with the same sort of thought process as functional patterns, which most people have like a love-hate relationship with functional patterns, but they also will sometimes dive into like this little puddle of genius that I wish everybody else would see. And then other mm. times you just, they'll do something and I'm like, I don't know about that. What but happened but there? Yeah. Yeah. But with David Weck, he's uh, he's an innovator. He's the guy who created the Bosu ball and uh, a couple of other materials. Like he has a steel club.
0: Oh, that ball that you kind of swing and, and go around. No, the Bosu what?
1: ball is the, like the half stability ball that's on the ground. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. And uh, if you, for ankle if you follow right. how he uses it, It's a great tool, Mm. but if you walk into a gym and you see like how Joe Schmo, the trainer uses it, it's not so great, but what he started to do now is include rope flow is to hone in this focus of like head over toe and and having perfect balance. And so rope flow as a practice, the way that he teaches it is again, it's genius, right? But then what happens is, is when other people see it and then they replicate it, it turns into dance.
0: Mm. And they're like,
1: "Oh man, I spent a whole bunch of time Got today it. doing rope flow and working on my mobility." And I'm like, "No, you're just dancing, mm. and you're not you're not doing anything."
0: Interesting. I see what you mean, dude. This is great. I mean, we can literally go into this really deep because I'm, I might have strong opinions. Yeah, but. no, no. This is because it, I think it's it's important, right? Because like, listen, maybe okay in the beginning you never done it before. You do it, and now what happens? You start dancing, and it's like there's nothing wrong with dancing. You can stay fit at a certain level but you're not going to reach another level you're going to stay stagnant into that spot there and so i guess it just again depends on why are you in the gym why are you here are you just here to like for example you know 55 and over 60 and over mm-hmm. maybe i just want to just maintain i'm good i know a 60 year old guy and he's you know pick, pickleball you familiar with pickleball yeah it's okay. pretty popular down here now. very popular down <laughs> here and so this guy like will hit it so hard and his like backhand is like explosive, mm. but he trains, you know, with this Kaiser machine. You ever heard Kaiser? Oh, yeah. 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 Pressure. Mm. Oh dude. So it's like, it's amazing. You know, he's, he's there and he's progressing himself constantly. But if he's just constantly just, and he says like people on the pickleball court, they're just stagnant. They're not improving better at all. Right. Maybe they're happy with that. Right? Like, you know what? I don't need to get better. I'm just, I just want to make sure I move. Mm-hmm. And so it depends on people's stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it's where the goals they want to reach. But what I'm taking from this is that fitness, we need to look at like trends and movements and be true to yourself. Like if you want to dance, dance, like it's all good. Yeah, Nothing wrong right, with it. Dude, yeah. do it. Do, do yourself. Do yeah. Do your own, do, you yeah. know, your, your own path. Dance. Yeah. But the fitness, we need to focus that the trainer should not allow dancing to stop their members to reach their ultimate goal. Like really know those movements that what do they produce?
1: Right. Yeah. Does that so make if sense? You, if you deviate from, you know, what the the purpose of that exercise was and with rope flows, like, yeah, there's like, there's obvious mobility to, to, and coordination to do it, but it was developed as like this progressive thing for the sake of balance. If you just lose sight of that and swing it around and say you're doing rope flow, yeah. you're really just dancing. Yeah. Like I don't know. just go lift some weights or something instead.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, ultimately the results that your customers or your members are getting is more important than you trying out this new row flow that you kind of adjusted and changed to make it work for them. Right. No, it does. It has a function. Use it the way it's supposed to work. And and that's it. Correct. Stick to the code, guys. <laughs> Stick to, Stick the, to code. the code. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly Dude. So we're going to jump into the fast five. Okay. Fast five. You've seen them. You know them. I got them on the screen, but I'm going to ask you, so you don't have to worry about it. So, the f- Furious Fast Five. Who's an influential person in your life? One or two senses. I'm going to go. Should I be personal or not personal? I'm going to go with I'm personal go with... or business. Like, okay. yeah, you, you pick or both. When I saw, like, I'll give she... you two senses for each. Okay. When I saw the
1: first <laughs> question, the first person that came to my mind was Eddie Bravo. Because he is that not Johnny Bravo? Is that <laughs> so? Eddie Bravo sort of like revolutionized jujitsu, okay. developing specifically no gi techniques, which is what I do. Yeah. So when you said most influential, probably him. Okay, in that aspect, makes sense. Makes sense. Ooh, second one. I like this
0: one. Okay, all right. So, uh, so you you're not going to go personal. No, that's fine. No. All right, all right, fine. Let's let's get. Yeah, no, it's fast. Okay. So I said one or two questions. So I, trust me, some people will take this and run like no. a <laughs> whole like, oh, question. So, what's one thing you had, wish you'd learned or knew before you began your business? That you're allowed to say no. Mm, in what way? That's a huge one. Uh, I
1: think, you know, there's people pleasers, is there, is there, their automatic yes. default answer to everything is yes. And then they <sighs> will regret that afterwards and try to backtrack. When mm. your default answer to everything should be no. Mm. And then you could always fix it afterwards. But more specifically, yeah. like internal conflict of feeling like you're not allowed to say no. Mm. Like there'll be a consequence for saying no. And most of the time, especially if it's your business, your anything, it's yours. Did you ever struggle with people pleasing? Oh, yeah. All the time. Okay. Okay. You still struggle with it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I am uh, criminally generous. Okay. I shouldn't be. But
0: I am. I can't help it. Sometimes we we do it because it's like it's our gifting. Yeah. Right? You know you know what I mean? It's like I'm not here to put a shade over my light and I wanna let my light shine. And so sometimes we have to like, okay, here, I'll help you with this. But we have to have give it boundaries. I think having boundaries is so important. Yeah. And so I used to struggle and I don't struggle as much. The people I struggle with the most right now are my family, like immediate family, like my children and my wife and stuff. Mm-hmm. More my children than my wife, because <laughs> my wife knows like that. <laughs> so, children, it's like, because, you know, it's like, they're it's just like, I want to say no, but I want to say yes. You're allowed to say no. I'm allowed to say no. <laughs> I did like yesterday. My, my, my daughter wanted to, she's like, every day after school, she wants to eat. I'm like, listen, honey, this lifestyle of eating out every day, like, you should pack up. <laughs> a protein bar, my dear. Like, yeah. like we might not have time for us. And so that was hard. I felt it, but that's, I, I do say it though. Yeah. It's just, it's hard. But anyway, so what's a book, a blog, a podcast, a media you've recently consumed that positively impacted you? That's going to sound lame. Love uh, lame. But, but like, if I'm saying a podcast
1: that positively impacted,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to say, the Joe Rogan podcast, but sure. I hate the way that that sounds. It's only good because of sort of like the variety of people that he sure. has come out and sure. the fact that they're like three hour interviews. Gosh. So for every nine stupid, you know, silly interviews, there's there'll be like one that's like really good and it's full of a lot of information. And it's a really valuable wow. guest. What do you think about his repeat
0: guest, Jordan Peterson? I love him. I've seen him. Yeah, you, ha- oh, you have? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Zach went to to see him as well. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, last, a year ago. It like yeah, it October. was. It was, yeah. yeah. yeah it was there. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I wish I would have gone. Okay. Yeah. So that, see, like, that's an even
1: better answer. Jordan
0: Peterson. <laughs> 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 One of his book and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a great guy, man. I mean, he's got some abuse and some people after him and stuff, but I think he is underappreciated but he's not really. He's no, not really. Under, he's, 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 I think he's rightfully appreciated. So I, I think it's, it's all good. We right. got to have some haters, man. Sometimes <laughs> we got to have them. It's just, it's just part, of the, part of the role we play. What's a favorite online tool for online you? Online tool? Yeah. Um,
1: I use Adobe. Is that, is that going to be a right answer? <laughs> that is.
0: It yeah. used to be not an online tool, but everything has gone, yeah. become an online <laughs> tool software-wise. So yeah, Adobe is a online tool, man. Yeah, that, yeah.
1: I mean I went to so I went to art school for Oh wow. A long time. That's cool. And um and so I got pretty familiar with graphic design and now, you know, I use Adobe all the time yeah. for business.
0: For sure. So you yeah. do your own graphics type of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. do a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I
1: do everything for, for the business. Everything. Okay. All the video editing, photos, graphics.
0: Yeah. Your business. Don't hold your business back because that's something that if you are like, oh, I know I'm, I'm the best one to do this. Like, yeah, give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. They're going to do 80% as good. And you'll allow yourself the time to do something else to help grow the business. Don't mm-hmm. forget on the business, not just in it. So yeah, just want to give you that little nugget that mm-hmm. I've learned through the process good. and stuff. So it's something gut crunching because it's like, here's a rule. It's called the, uh, 10, 80, 10 rule. Ready? Mm-hmm. So 10%. This is actually, I got it. This is great. This is actually from my mentor, Dan Martell. And so he goes, 10%. You ideate, you have the idea of a project, the idea, you take it 10% of the way. Give it somebody else, they'll take it 80% of the way. Then you take it back and you finalize, you feedback it, you do all that stuff, and then you finalize it with them. I gotcha. And that's how you're able. It's not like here, here's a project, go. No, because you got to give them some guardrails, some some tracks, right. like where define it, right? Define, let's define done. Let's make sure we use these things. And now go come back. Let's work together. Done. Gotcha. So, anyways, that's excellent. That's something I to share. <laughs> from the online tool. Adobe, check it out. Mobile app, beautiful, love it. And so what's in one habit or practice that you believe everyone would benefit from? read a book oh what book are you reading right now right now i'm reading the
1: hail mary project hmm. it's recommended to me by a friend it's it's um it's from uh andy weir the guy who wrote the martian so it's another you yeah. know science fiction okay fun read.
0: i love science yeah. fiction dude are um, you a, a trekkie or star wars Star Wars.
1: Okay, all right. Never got into Star Trek. Although no. I can't be into Star Wars anymore either. I keep trying to watch these <laughs> Disney Plus shows.
0: Oh no, no, yeah, That's... they don't work. No, uh, why not? I just
1: I can't get into them. There's yeah, a couple yeah. of them that have been good.
0: Mandalorian was pretty good though. It was all right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. They're trying to get me. Friends have been hounding me to watch Ahsoka. Uh huh. And I watched it. I have no idea what's happening.
0: Yeah. Don't know what's going on. Yeah. I agree. I, I haven't been able to get into it as well. I'm, I'm more of a Trekkie. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm such a Trekkie.
1: buddy of mine just binged all of it in chronological order.
0: I'm working on that. I went back to TOS, which is the original series. That's mm-hmm. what they call it. Yeah. So, I'm going through all the Captain Kirk stuff. But I've already watched all the recent stuff, except for Lower Decks, which is like the cartoon version. Mm-hmm. But I, I recently found out that they had like in 1970, they had like a cartoon version of Star Trek, which I never got to watch. Anyways, my recent loves right now are uh, Star Trek and coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, remind me. I can see how those go hand in hand though. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) There's a lot of content to get through for Star Trek. Oh, Lord. This is a lot. Yeah. Remind me before you leave. By the way, if anybody comes here as a guest, we have a special gift for you guys. So I'm going to give them, I'm going to give you like a special gift. All right. This is the last one. We are now going to walk into... We're going to leave the studio. We're going to walk into our time machine. Okay. And the time machine is a place where we're going to take you back to 14-year-old Ryan. And you're going to give him a piece of advice that's going to help him in his journey. Mm. No fast food, no soda. I think
1: I was already working out then. But if I wasn't, go work out and start martial arts now. When I was 18, mm-hmm. left high school, those are all the things that I did. Mm. No more fast food, mm. no more soda. So I haven't had fast food or soda in wow. 18 years. That's awesome. Again, I think I was already going to the gym, mm. but then I started martial arts when I went to college. And doing martial arts changed everything that I did in the gym as far as how wow. it worked out. But um, those things have obviously benefited my life tremendously. It's kind of hard to like put into perspective because
0: I was a teenager. and then Yeah you know, whatever. Like, of course, of course it benefited. I went from being a kid to an adult.